Hello, and welcome to Death of a Thousand Cuts, Couch to 80k Writing Bootcamp, Week 7, Day 3. So in yesterday's exercise, I asked you to leap all the way to the end and imagine your book, or at least a book, as a published, finished thing, and you had a go at coming up with a title and writing a blurb or spiel for it. No one in all the times I've ever run that exercise has reported finding it easy. Maybe they're just being modest, but usually... I believe them when they say it's hard work. Some people get completely stumped and almost can't do it. Uh, Most people feel at least a bit conflicted about what they end up writing down. It's tough chunking down your big ideas into something that can feel trite and a bit cheesy and even slightly desperate. Maybe that's just a British thing, that awkwardness about talking up your own project because you don't want to come off as a cocko. But writing a blurb often feels like you're making a sales pitch and and that can bring up all sorts of feelings of inadequacy and fraudulence. You feel ridiculous and sometimes, sometimes you can feel resentment. You're like, hey, why am I having to argue for the existence of this story and these people that mean so much to me and these characters I care about? It can make you annoyed. And it doesn't, whatever it feels like, writing a blurb does not feel like art. It's kind of not what you got into this for, right? And it's an uncomfortable reminder of just how many books out there there already are. You know, the the mind-boggling audacity of thinking, I have something to add to this huge collection of words. And it's especially hard because, of course, your book doesn't exist yet, right? It's not real. So you're, you're going out. I'm sending you out to bat with a lolly stick, basically. But the reason I put you through this challenging process isn't just to take the piss out of you and make you feel bad. It's that the blurb exercise is a great way of focusing your creative mind on the big questions of your story. The tent poles, the thematic North Star. A map's only useful as a guide if it contains less data than the thing it describes, otherwise it's just a massive replica. Of course you can't say everything you want to in a paragraph. If you could, there would be no need to write your novel. The whole point of good fiction is to provide a set of coordinates that gesture towards something outside of the book itself. So if you if you felt like, if it feels like the, the blurb is inadequate in some way, that's a good sign, right? That means that your story isn't so blindingly simple and pat that you can't just like knock it out in a couple of sentences if you can then you've got a great paragraph but possibly not a workable novel yesterday i read you a blurb from um the master and margarita and and i want you to read i want to read you this little bit from a book called heart of the original by steve aylett uh, one of my favorite authors uh, where he talks about what he thinks the novel does so well so he's talking about the master and margarita here The book has two settings, Soviet Moscow during a visit by Satan and his carnivalesque attendants and Jerusalem at the time of Jesus's execution, bloodlit like a de... I should have fucking read this before. What's a de Chirico? De Chirico? Oh, come on, Tim. Right, I'm going to go and look this up. Hello, Wikipedia. De Chirico. De Chiriso? Wow. Giorgio de Chirico. Chirico. I think. De Chirico. Chirico. De Chirico. He founded the uh, Scuola Metaphysica, uh, Metaphysica art, art movement, which profoundly influenced the Surrealist. How interesting. Oh, they're nice. Lovely. Anyway, I'll probably edit out this little bit where I admit that I don't know what it is. Okay. 
The book has two settings. Soviet Moscow during a visit by Satan and his carnivalesque attendants and Jerusalem at the time of Jesus' execution, bloodlit like a Dukiriko. Rebounding back and forth between these two atmospheres and pondering why they exist in the same book, the reader ends up tasting a space between the two which is deeply strange and which could not be conveyed by any other means. But working with seemingly unrelated extremes is a glass key you must turn very carefully. Done right, it puts sherbet in the heart and washes a purple-white feeling through the top of the brain. That is... that can't... that feeling that the book gives you can't be conveyed in a blurb not really only sort of nodded towards that's you know the whole what's one of the most exciting things about literature is it 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 cannot be summarized it cannot really be summarized in fact i believe that that was um osip mandelstam's one of his definitions of of poetry uh, in uh, journey to armenia is it something that you cannot summarize it's a feeling it gives you and, and it sounds wanky until you see what he's talking about and he's like well yeah you can't paraphrase it resists paraphrase i believe he says now i think it's no accident that steve aylitz novels never have blurbs which do them justice they're really hard to summarize while getting the mood across and so the reason i'm telling you all this is to say if your book resists paraphrase if the ideas that you're trying to do resist paraphrase or summary that's fine it may even be a really really good sign that you're writing something cool and that the novel and the uh, voice and the whole format that you're doing it in is right for it don't take yesterday's uh, exercise being difficult as a sign that you're somehow stupid you're not it's 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 supposed to be and and you're you know you are translating something into almost a completely different language when you put something into a blurb so it can help your thinking but it's not finding it difficult is not a sign that there's something wrong with you as a writer um, and, and unless you self-publish you will never have to write your own blurb but doing so, I think, can be a really useful, if challenging, way of sharpening your big picture perspective of what your book might be about. It's like climbing up to the summit of a ziggurat so you can look across the jungle canopy, at the steaming treetops and see what direction you need to be heading in. And of course, if you do that too much, if you are if you're way too obsessed with the blurb over the actual exploration in the jungle hacking through the lianas with your bowie knife then you may miss all the exciting treasure that's down there amongst the leaf litter so of course if you get too obsessed with kind of like the big themes and what this book's about um you may lose loads of really wonderful discoveries so it's a balance so um anyway look Let's get on to what we're doing today. So you've got the first support propping up the washing line, this swirling collection of mites of, of, of plot possibilities that I got to you to do two sessions ago. And way over on the other side, you've got this other prop holding up the washing line, this blurb with a, a title for the novel and a suggestion of tone and what the book's all about. Now, the traditional way of writing a novel, once you've got the beginning, is just to begin on the first page and work through to the end. But I hope my tortuous washing line analogy has already implied that actually perhaps the next most sensible place to stick a support is somewhere around the sagging middle. So for today's exercise you're going to jump straight in and write your novel's climactic scene. You're going to write the climax, you're going to write the big finishing moment, the best scene, the climax, right? The point where the implied conflict between whoever the story is about and whoever or whatever is stopping them getting what they want comes to a head. If you're writing literary fiction, you may protest, well, things aren't quite that cut and dried in my story, which is right, I'm sure. Um, but things still need to come to a thematic head, if not a 
strictly dramatic one. You need some uh, emblematic and resonant set piece to cap your novel. You know, you need to write something where there's a bit of emotion and where there's some gorgeous things for us to look at and um, experience. Even you know, even if your novel is going to climax with aporia in, in you know a, a protagonist who doesn't get what they want, um, that's fine. But where would that take place? With who? And what would happen? And why should the reader fucking care? Loads of great answers to that. You just have to think about it. So um, I'm just going to ask you to leap in. Uh, assume facts have already been established. Don't worry about bringing the reader up to speed because they've read a whole book, right? They've read the whole book. So we're just jumping straight into this thing. And right, your main restriction is make sure this scene has dialogue. Someone is speaking to someone else. Or, or, and that dialogue and the scene around it, of course, must contain conflict. No need to think about this too much if you're sort of panicking. This isn't going to be graven in marble. Uh, it, it, and don't be too surprised if that critical voice starts in your head, if it hasn't already, uh, when you begin to put words down. Um, we're just exploring. This is very much a potential scenario. Uh, we're jumping in with a range-finding mission that will teach you a little more about your world. There may be bits of research that you haven't done yet that you go, well, I don't know quite what's going to go here because I don't quite... Just, just bluff, okay? Wing it for now. Uh, trust me, and just jump into this climactic scene based on what you know from that little blurb you wrote and some of the stuff you did on the day before and see what you come up with. As always, I'm giving you 10 minutes. I believe in you. Right, are you ready? Go.
And that's it. That's your lot. What did you discover? Did you have to invent anything about your fictional world that it turns out quite interests you? You know, were there any names you had to come up with? You go, oh, what could that be about? Anything that worked at all in this scene? It doesn't matter if nothing worked, but did anything surprise you? Or did you go, oh, I actually don't mind that little bit. Did you come up with any mysteries that you don't yet have the answers to you know does any of the characters make a reference to something you're like i don't know what the fuck that is they're just talking about it whatever i don't know look, look, you're not qualified to write your novel's first sentence until you've written the last one so you may as well jump straight into the most important scene and work back from here um it doesn't matter how it turned out it, you know, and it may well you may well have started writing it and this may well be a way of you know eliminating a scene that clearly doesn't work for you um, but now we've broken the we've broken through the ice, right? And we're fishing. Uh, I'm not going to continue with that analogy. But we we've started off. You don't have to be afraid of this novel because we can just jump in anywhere. Um, you can definitely have a sort of irreverent, roll up your sleeves, get your hands filthy attitude towards it because it doesn't matter. You can throw this away if you want. Um, but we but you know a little bit more about your world than you did 10 minutes ago okay very well done if that was hard or frustrating don't panic these really are just experiments to get your mind working producing problem solving antibodies and giving you weird dreams um, just a few more days and then uh, we're going to sit down together and do some supported open writing sessions where you can just work on discovering your story and bring it to life and i for one cannot flipping wait see you tomorrow <laughs>